Hello and welcome to the podcast. It's Friday, July 11th, 2014. I'm Patrick, your host, broadcasting for the final time from the Goulash Studios here in New York City. Down in Chattanooga, we've got two special guests. Say hello, guys. Hello, my name is Dr. Kenny Sheltonov. Hey there, hi there, ho there, this is Matt Davis. Hey guys, what studio are you broadcasting from this evening? We are back, finally, in the Poontoon Studios. <laughs> we are docked. How's the weather out tonight? It's actually quite beautiful. Uh, we got a nice clear sky, a beautiful sunset on the horizon. It is. It's it's gorgeous. Yeah, life is, life is beautiful out here on the Tennessee River. It is. We're docked out here at uh, McClellan Island. Wow. The nature preserve. Sounds like a beautiful... Yeah, I think we're going to uh, go pitch a tent later. If you look to your left, there's a blue herring over there in the water. Oh my God, you're right. <laughs> what a majestic creature. <laughs> this call reminds me of home. Well, I'm thoroughly excited to uh, visit the Poontoon Studios very soon, as I will be moving next week, a week from today, actually, down yeah. to uh, Atlanta, Georgia. What? Uh, what do you guys think about this? This is the first time hearing. Well, it's 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 big news. It's all over the papers up here. Uh, you know, there's there's... Mass hysteria, riots in the streets, you know, you know, dogs and cats living together. It's crazy. Yeah, and why wouldn't it be? New York is losing a valuable citizen. That's true. But are you sure that's oh. not because of the World Cup, or is this all because of your your move? Um, well, now that you mention it, it might be the World Cup, but, but no, no, no. I think it's because I'm leaving. I, I was promised soccer wouldn't be discussed on this episode. It's not going to be a topic. I just mentioned <laughs> We're it. already in the hole. <laughs> He's actually discussing football, not soccer. But you see, like, several years down the road, when we listen to this episode, we'll be able to say, oh, yeah, the World Cup was going on when we were recording this. That won't help me at all. Let me change that. Week three of Canadian football <laughs> is currently under 2014. <laughs> oh, my you know, goodness. Uh, podcasts and any kind of talk shows in general, they are they are like time capsules, you know? A little bit. Like a late night show, you know, you've got the monologue, you know what's happening. And with the podcast, um, I'd say it's kind of the same thing. Yeah. Almost exactly, yeah. This is the uh, farewell New York City episode, and, and I, don't, I don't know if you guys remember, but it was just a little over four years ago that we did the farewell Florida episode when I was leaving Orlando to come to New York City. Yeah, I remember that. And uh, that episode actually aired June 3rd, 2010. Fun fact about that, that was actually the day that I actually did move to New York City. June 3rd, 2010. Look at that. That's it's such a coincidence that it's like roughly around the same time, literally four years later. Mm-hmm. It's very, that's, it's kind of freaky, actually. You know, you know what else is freaky? No. When I moved to Florida, it was July 25th. Oh my goodness. What the what? Something about summer makes me want to move. Something about summer. That's a new country song. Something about yeah, summer? Something about summer. Copyright. It's a new Brad like Paisley cut. You heard it here on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, Brad. <laughs> I want to talk about country music. We never talked about country music on the podcast. Yes. Can we talk we about will. it? We will. We will have that segment later on. <laughs> uh, I also wanted to, to bring up, I was listening to the uh, Farewell Florida episode earlier. Hey, if I could cut, and, hold, hold that thought. Who all was on that Podcast. Uh, it was me, you. So it was me, Matt Davis, Dr. Kenny Sheltonov, uh, Matt Nasser, Joey Watson, and Kevin Morris. And Kevin K. Lewis stopped by for a little bit. For a brief, for a brief second, 
uh, there was a Kevin K. Lewis impersonator there. Wow. But on that episode, we discussed what I'd be doing in New York because I didn't have a paying job lined up. All right, let's go over the, Let's go over those predictions. Well, it was su- suggested that I would become a uh, subway entertainer. And um, how much money have you made underground? Not very much. I found a penny once. That's it. I remember, Matt, you actually suggested that I use plastic drums or actually, like, have an instrument on every part of my body, like a one-man band. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Slater. I still think it's a wonderful um, idea. You probably could have survived in New York longer if you'd been doing that. I probably could have. It's funny, I've actually never seen, like, someone like that. Guy. You've never seen a one-man band? No. I mean, I see people playing, like, one particular instrument. I don't see someone playing multiple instruments at the same time. Uh, there's a guy who posts a lot on the internet. He's from, like, some Eastern European country. I don't know where exactly. But, uh... His, his name is, like, Sego One Man Band or something, C-I-G-O. He's fantastic. Really? Yeah. Wow. I'm interested. And he plays up here? No, he's play, he plays in, like, Serbia or something. Ah. Well, he should come here. But he's fantastic. <laughs> yeah. But he's great. He has, a giant, he, he has a giant bag in front of him for tips, and it's just hanging in front of him, like, on his part of his contraption. And it says, like, you know, not in English, but in some language, it says, like, money, you know, here, or whatever, a sign on the front. And for some reason, everybody that sees him, like, they give their kids money to give the guy, and the kids just have no idea. They can't put it together to put the money in the bag. So all the times the, the, these kids, like, go over to him, and they just hold up money, and he does this really frustrated point. He's, he just stops playing, and he just points at the bag, like, here, asshole. <laughs> <laughs> put it in the bag. Well, maybe he should uh, come pay a visit over here. I'm all for it. Um, Matt, you also had uh, one of the most, I don't know if you're just psychic a little bit, because you were half right, half wrong on your next suggestion, but you suggested that I work in the custodian's closet of 30 Rock. And <laughs> uh, <laughs> that crazy. And for those of you listening, I ended up at 30 Rock, just not as a custodian. I didn't say you had to mop floors. I just said you might be able to take up, you know, some kind of employment in that space. Right. You are a custodian of sorts, uh, cleaning up the video library of NBC. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I'm wow. a video custodian. I never thought about that. That's how. That's so, <laughs> that's so special. custodian. <laughs> Digital. That's, that's that's my job. Digital custodian. Digital custodian. Digital get down. Mm-mm-mm. Sounds like an is that that's an NSYNC song, isn't it? Just got paid. You mean you mean the hit single from uh, I don't remember the guy's name. Who? Johnny Kemp. Kemp. That's it. Johnny right. Kemp. Johnny Kemp. Yeah, just found out last week that <laughs> just, just found got, out. <laughs> Johnny Kemp said just got paid. <laughs> it just got paid was a cover. I had no oh, idea. I know that's so different from the NSYNC version. Uh, I'm so glad Dr. Kenny discovered that. Uh, yeah, VH1 classic, baby. Is it classic or soul? Oh, I think it was a VH1 soul. I'm yeah. sorry. I, f- I flip back and forth. I love watching music videos on TV. Like, I get that YouTube is a wonderful vehicle for music videos, but I like sort of being told what to listen to. Yeah. I love listening to the radio and just you don't know what's coming next. So I like wa- <laughs> watching music videos on TV. But I'm not a big, like, rap, R&B fan or anything, but it seems like every genre-specific music video channel is dedicated to black artists. So you have, like, MTV2, which doesn't really show videos anymore. But then there's MTV Trace, so that's Mexican music. And then there's uh, MTV Jams, which is all rap. 
and then VH1 has VH1 Classic, which doesn't show music videos anymore. But they also have VH1 Soul, which is all R&B. <laughs> I'm like, can we get, like, a rock station? Is it that hard to get, like, a rock station or something? How great would that be? That would be great. I'd love it. Or like an Did you say, or like an alternative? Alternative would be great, would be great. yeah. I think it's not, like, reruns. It's just, I, I saw it. It still comes on, but it comes on, like, at the like in the middle of the night. And it's 120 minutes on VH1 Classic, and it's, like, all alternative. Like old alternative videos. See, here's the thing with VH1 Classic is on uh, Comcast, they never update the programming schedule. It just says, oh, yeah. like, it's like a 12-hour show every time that just says music videos. Wow. <laughs> it's wrong. It's always like Boy Meets World or something. Also, I just wanted to bring up, during the Farewell Florida episode when, when Dr. Kenny called in, uh, you were listening to Howard Stern and playing Free Cell simultaneously. Yeah, I remember. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Yeah, is that something you still do often simultaneously? Uh, I don't play Free Cell as much, but I do play, or I do listen to a lot of Howard Stern. I found that Howard Stern, I don't like any podcast or radio show I listen to. I hate interviews. I hate it when they have a guest because it's just not, typically, it's not that interesting. Like, yeah. I'll listen to an interview with a guest if I don't normally listen to a podcast. But, like, whenever I listen to Loveline or something, I like it without guests. Like, Adam and Drew is enough for me. Like, that's why I listen to the podcast. I don't listen to it for the interviews. Howard Stern, mm -hmm. complete opposite. I only listen to, like, Howard Stern interviews. I very rarely listen to, like, regular Howard Stern segments. Uh, Matt, do you have a uh, favorite particular New York song you'd like to hear? Uh, yes. By I... the way, that's the theme yeah. for this episode. That hasn't been mentioned. Except, except for that... Uh... Just got paid, so. Yeah. You know, I, I just recently got back from New York, you know, coming up there to see you for just a little bit, you know, mm -hmm. bringing mom and a few peeps up there to come come visit. And, uh, you know, I'm so used to just listening to my, my New York tunes to get in the mood for going to New York. So it's all about a lot of these songs are, you know, coming to New York. But yeah. um, there was one good song that you sent me, and I feel like, it really just kind of summed up like our last hurrah in New York, and it makes me feel, you know, very, you know, sentimental about the trip. But uh, I guess I'm gonna have to go with uh, "In the City" by Joe Walsh. Mm, that's right. I sent it to you actually when you were literally in the city. Yes, it was. It was great. It Matt, created that moment. I was gonna ask Matt if there's any songs that have nothing to do with being in the city or whatever, because you, you know, you know, everybody has songs that remind them of a very specific point in their life or whatever. Yes. Like, oh, this song reminds me of fall, or this song reminds me of when I graduated high school, or whatever. You know? Do you have any songs that have nothing to do with New York City that when you hear you think of New York City? Oh. Because you've been up, you've visited Patrick several times. Yes. You spent a decent amount of time in New York. I will say one, there is one song that I can think of off the top of my head. It's like, you know, when I stayed in New York for that uh, that whole month, like, living with Patrick, I watched the movie Drive for the first time. And when I watched Drive, I heard Kavinsky's, uh, is it Night Drive? Night Call. Or Night Call, sorry. But every time I think of that song, it reminds me of, like, because after I watched the movie, I was like, oh, I like that song. So I would, like... I'd put my headphones in when I was riding downtown or anything on the subway, and I'd get off on the streets. And no joke, that song kind of reminds me of, like, just the city. Because, like, if you've watched Drive, you know, like, the opening shots of the movie, 
it's just like a night pan, you know, yeah. of like a city lights. And that it really kind of that that's one song that's not that doesn't have like New York in the title or right. talk about New York that kind of sets me back in that place. Yeah, no, perfect answer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's great. That's what I was looking for. I hate that it ties into a movie I watched in New York and not something that was going on. It's not a big deal. That's how we discover new music, man. That's true. Yeah. Hmm. Do you have anything, Craig? Uh, <laughs> that reminds me of New York City. Yeah. Nope, I've never been to New York City. I've been to the state, not been to the city. I don't know how many people can say that. You have a favorite song about New York? I'm going to combine, for my request today, I'm going to combine my love for Christmas songs with New York and ask for Christmas in New York by the Pogues. That's perfect. Christmas in July, you know? Right. I, it's Christmas time all the time when it comes to music for me because Christmas music is the best music it is Patrick we should do a Christmas episode how come we've never done a Christmas episode in July anytime I know we always talk about this it's like it's like Christmas is our off season on the podcast yeah. we don't do we never do anything in December yeah but easy we're there. gonna easy there Brad Steiner let's not do Christmas in July for the podcast <laughs> We'll make sure this Christmas, 2014, we'll have a spectacular Christmas-themed podcast episode. I'm so excited. This Christmas. So start no. planning it now. <laughs> hey, Craig, did you know that even when the Yankees lose, they still play New York, New York? Uh, yeah, I did know that. It's a very, it's not as... It's not as exciting when they lose. You know, it was it was even worse in '09 when they went, when they won the series because Empire State of Mind had just come out. Oh, so that was what got played yeah. every game, and that was annoying. Like even watching from home, like, you would just hear it as they're walking off the field. And I'm just like, really? Oh, I'm already tired of this song. Patrick, are you tired of that song? Um, honestly, the only time I hear it is at the Yankees games, and I've probably only been to. Five. So I've probably only heard it five times since I've lived here. <laughs> Whatever. Well, at least like one, maybe two of those was on that booze cruise that we went on. Oh, did we hear it that night? Oh, yeah. Don't you remember everybody singing? I'm, I, I don't, but I'm sure, I'm sure we did. Everybody stopped what they were doing just so they could sing that song. So there's two <laughs> versions of that song, right? There's one with Jay-Z and there's one without Jay-Z, right? Is there just a... What, who would be in the other version? Alicia Keys. Oh, she had her own version Did of Did she not? She had her own version. Oh, wow. Yeah, there were two versions of that song. I didn't even know that. Yeah. What does she... What are her... I wonder what her verses are like. I don't it's really just know. like... It's just It's just without rapping. She like has her own like verses, and it's kind of slower. Oh. It's just like her oh. on piano. I was going to say... I, I, she, I played it on, it she played it on SNL, like that year when it was popular oh right. did she yeah it was just her by herself though hey not to get completely off topic but i could sometimes confuse Nora jones and alicia keys what i don't know why just it's just the name not so much like who they are i don't like i feel like when they first when they both came out they both kind of came out fairly around the same time maybe uh or maybe when i first heard right, about them they right. were all pretty big but uh, I feel like Nora Jones has not done anything since her big like debut. She no, kinda... she she came out with an album uh, a that had ago. a lot of, huh? A few years ago. Yeah, and it had a lot of duets on it, okay. and I think it won a Grammy. No, uh, no shit. 
I liked a few songs on her last solo album that was out. It came out when I was up here, like my first or second summer up here. Right. I don't remember. Yeah, that, that, that album won a lot of Grammys. She's one of those Grammy people. That the Grammys just fucking love her. Yeah. The, I don't know what it's, RIA or whatever the Academy she on, is. She was on a Lonely Island song on their first album. Oh, was she? Yeah. Oh, which one was that? A song about Chex Mix. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. <laughs> oh, it was called, oh, yeah. called Dream Girl. They never did a video for it. was the only song, I think, on that album they never did a video for. I do kind of remember that now. Yeah. So, Patrick, what do you think you're, uh, what do you think you're going to be missing the most when you leave New York? Um. Riding that train? Yep. Yep. Riding that train. Uh, okay. Subway. Um, I'm going to miss the friends that I've made most. Up here. Yeah. Um, yeah. for sure, easily. Um, you know, I've been pretty lucky to make some pretty good friends since I've been up here. So I'll definitely you have. miss that the most. And I, I, I do like where I work. So I'll miss working at, a uh, at 30 Rock. Um, yeah. I mean, I have, a, I, th- I feel like I have a very love-hate relationship. Cause I mean, it's, 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 it's tough. You know, I mean, you've, you've seen my place. It's very small and um it's difficult like weekend wise like not being able to just like since i don't have a car up here to like get out and like do any kind of road trips or anything which i do like to do i like to just drive places so yeah being kind of restrained from certain things has you know is is probably probably uh probably the hate part of the relationship with new york but uh it is a very love hate there's days i love it there's days i hate it i'll definitely miss it It'll probably take a little while to get it out of my system, um, since I've probably gotten used to it pretty good after four years. Um, yeah. But uh, I'm excited to ease back into uh, to the uh, southern lifestyle and back down I bet south. You are. Yeah. I bet. Uh, I think it's going to be a good thing. All the sweet tea you can drink. Just like, just like your mother. You leave her out of this. <laughs> I mean, I, there, there's definitely a lot I'm gonna miss. So, but I'll, I'll be, I mean, I'll be able to come back and visit. I mean, I, I'm gonna live near the Atlanta airport, which is, you know, nonstop flights to here. So, that's true. I can definitely uh, make some time to come back up. Yeah, I did. I didn't want to cut you off. I wanted, uh, I wanted to add what you were talking about. The, you know, you've met a, a like a bunch of really nice people up there. Yeah. And anytime I've met, like, your New York friends, it's really cool because they, like, I feel like you really did just make friends with probably the best possible people that would get, you know, like, mesh well with your personality. Right, yeah. Like, you you really just, like, became friends with some of the best New Yorkers. Right, yeah. And it it's... Helped, it helped, too, that a lot of my friends from college came up here at the same time as me. That's true. So you you've you know you've been able to network pretty well with those friends and then like coworkers and yeah and it's you know I think I think it worked out really well for you yeah I think you you could have done this you know a different time in a different way and it may not have been such a like a great experience for you it's all somehow worked out pretty well and I'm pretty I feel like I'm pretty lucky and fortunate yeah to have had the run I had up here just, like I said, I'm just excited uh, for the next for the next chapter in oh, life, the, and the in the podcast because I feel like surely we'll do a few more once I move once I once we open the new Atlanta studios. 
I guess I should play a New York song now. I guess uh, there's not a eight one three request of the week, is there? <laughs> eight one three has been missing for a while. Do we know what uh, area code? Uh, what part of the country that uh, is assigned to? Eight one three an area code. Yeah, why don't you look it up? Because your computer's a little more sophisticated, and it probably has better service, even though it's Comcast. Tampa, Florida. Yeah, we're down here in the hull of the uh, <laughs> of the Pontoon Studios. We yeah. don't get very good a uh, uh, very good signal down here. Eight one three is Tampa, Florida. Where's that? Tampa, Florida. Oh, Tampa. <laughs> <laughs> why is that so funny? About? Another because Patrick's coming in and out, and he said Tampa, Florida, and he said, "Where is that?" Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, my <all> bad. <laughs> I'm gonna say it like three times. <laughs> now, where's this Tampa you speak of? Florida. <laughs> it's in Florida, Matt. Tampa, New Mexico. Florida. <laughs> okay. Eight one three. <laughs> Oh, 813. Oh, shit. I didn't even know that's what we were talking about. Oh, no. 813 <laughs> is assigned to Tampa. Sorry, yeah. that's what happened. So we can assume that he's in Tampa. We can, we can guess. Unless, like, 813 is, like, his birthday. Which, yeah. in that case, his birthday will, you know, be just right around the corner. So I'd like to go ahead and wish a possible birthday to this ma- uh, man. Don't do that, because I'm his on birthday's his birthday's in March. And it says his location is Tampa. Ooh. Oh! <laughs> Dang it. Yep. So now we know the mystery of what 813 stands for. It took us this long to figure it out. You're going to move. Yep. Is One week here? from today, I will move to Atlanta, Georgia. Hot Atlanta, Georgia. Yes. Have you checked out the new studio location down there? Um, they are building it now. Uh, construction began three hours ago as of this recording. And they wow. expect to have it up um, literally five minutes before I arrive to Atlanta. So they're going to be working And we'd like to announce now a contest on Twitter to name the new studio. Yep, a brand new Twitter contest uh, to name the new PatCast studio. Uh, send in your submissions with hashtag PatCast Studio. Uh, we'll, we'll read them all on air on the next episode. And we'll take a vote. Boy, that was smooth. What will the winner get? <laughs> uh, the winner will get r- a, a retweet. retweet. <laughs> 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 yep, a yeah. nice retweet. Log on to Twitter with your username and password and send us a tweet with a new studio name. The podcast Twitter, is it at the podcast or at podcast? The podcast. Got it. And uh, I just want to remind everyone that... We, we did mention it on the last two episodes, but in case you forgot, in case you missed it, uh, we don't have pat-cast.com anymore. We are now located at pat-cast.com. That's right. In case you're confused. Uh, we lost the dash. Now we spell out dash because Pat Monahan wanted my domain. Matt, any words to Pat Monahan? Don't go solo and stay with train. <laughs> No, any any words about him stealing my domain? Oh well, you know, as long as it as long as he's going to use the domain for good, I mean, I'm all for it. Let's talk about country music. Country music. Craig. All right. So 
I have, I for years, my entire life, I never listened to country at all. Why? Uh, just wasn't my cup of tea. Neither of my parents listened to country. Uh, none of my friends really listened to country, like when I was a kid or anything. Uh, at least not that I knew of. So, so you didn't have didn't the have... privilege of your parents taking you to the Grand Ole Opry to see the Oak Ridge Boys. No, didn't. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't share that golden memory with so many other children. <laughs> I've recently, just in the past couple of years, started listening to country, and I've come to the realization that a lot of the criticisms of country music regarding that uh, none of the songs are well-written, and uh, and they all focus on the same, you know, like six or seven topics, uh, all those criticisms are totally valid. And it's amazing to me that country music has reached this level of popularity now, and it's still, it's still like, as, I don't know, as simple as it is. Mm-hmm. I cannot imagine, like, when I hear a pop song, like a good pop song on the radio, I always think, there's no way in hell I could ever write that. Like, between any sort of vocal harmonies and that super catchy melody, like, it's got to be so hard to actually come up with a super catchy melody, you know what I mean? And I realize that they've done, you know, that they sort of, a lot of those songs are sort of created in labs, and they're like, well, we know that this chord progression is pleasing to the human ear, so we can put that in a pop song and it'll work, right? But I don't have, like, I, I wouldn't even know where to begin with writing a pop song. Every country song I hear, though, I think I could absolutely write that. There's no doubt in my mind I could have written that song. And it would not have been difficult. I mean, the lyrics are so simple, and they focus on the same basic topics, and all the melodies are, like, just the same. It's just an acoustic guitar riff, and then you, like, throw a slide guitar in there somewhere in the back. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's hilarious how easy it seems. And I can't believe that there are people in Nashville who are like singing in bars and can't 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 get a song on the radio. I would think that there would just be that every country song written is radio quality. That just means that's there's true. something out there that's worse. I don't think that's possible. But Matt, me and Matt have talked about this all the time. Like Matt is always every time Matt hears a shitty country song, he's like, "Great, you have to listen to this." <laughs> every time I hear something that just sounds so ridiculous, I'm just I just I'm like somebody else that agrees with me has got to hear this and like even even you know as bad as most country is i have determined that brad paisley has got to be the worst songwriter of all time well let's, assuming he writes his own music i don't know well since i know it's your favorite of his we need to go ahead right now and dissect the lyrics to letter to me <laughs> letter to me is the worst i think the worst written song of all time well, let's let's read the first part of it here all right please if i could write a letter to me Already, back in uh, already. Time. Hang on, let me interrupt you, Patrick. Sure. Already, the song is awful. Because he's writing a letter to himself. <laughs> if I could write a letter to me, like I've got to imagine, there are nine different ways to word that so that it doesn't sound retarded. But he picked the worst one. If I could write a letter to me. If I could write a letter to me. That's terrible. And send it and send it back in time to myself at seventeen. I, Wait, those are the words? Yes. Send it back in time. <laughs> First, I'd prove it's me by saying, look under your bed. There's a okay. skull can and a playboy. No one else would know you hid. <laughs> okay, so already he's abandoned the rhyming scheme. He's now focusing on the intricate details of how he might prove to his younger self that he's writing the letter. 
<laughs> like this this concept is already way into outer space. <laughs> I don't I don't know how this song has legs. I don't know how it ever got to got to the recording studio. This is crazy, right? Also, he, he he's he's going with like the most stereotypical. It's not like he's revealing some intricate personal detail about himself that would only be true to him. How many 17-year-olds could you write a letter to and say there's a can of skull and a Playboy under your bed? That applies to like half the 17-year-old men in America. <laughs> it does. So, right out of the gate, like this is the, the concept is hilariously flawed. Keep going, Patrick. And then I'd say I know it's tough when you break up after seven months. And yeah, I know you really liked her, and it just don't seem fair. But all I can say is pain like that is fast and it's rare. And it's rare. <laughs> and oh, you got so much going for you. Go away. Now, he's, he's implying at this point that somehow he turned out a failure. And that he's trying to right the wrongs. He's Brad fucking Paisley. He's doing all right. Yeah. <laughs> he's, what do you what do you want to change? Yeah, why do you want to change why, anything? What? You're making tons of money now. You're a very successful country singer. I don't know how. But you're, <laughs> but you're a very successful you're, country singer. You're doing a great job at being horrible. <laughs> so what do you what, why, what do you need to tell your 17 year old self? Clearly, he's on the right all track. Right, let me skip ahead a bit here, okay? Yeah, okay. He's going to create the butterfly effect, you know, and he's going to disrupt his future. Yeah, he's going to become Kenny Chesney. <laughs> <laughs> at the stop sign at Tomlinson and 8th, always stop completely. Don't just tap your brakes. And when you get a date with Bridget, make sure the tank is full. On second thought, forget it. That one turns out kind of cool. <laughs> this, he is finally... In the course of this song, now now I'm starting to think that he wrote this song as like a stream of consciousness, where he was like, oh yeah, I can correct all this shit, and then he started to realize, oh wait, no, it's actually okay that all this shit happened. So now, so now, <laughs> the whole concept of the song is being blown up in the song. He's starting to realize that it's not, that this song shouldn't exist. He doesn't need to write a letter to himself. He's, now he's like, forget I told you about that. Yeah. It's like the last line of the song should be, but wait, never mind. <laughs> so the last part, I'm going to, this is this next section. This is the last part we'll dissect. So we don't need to spend too much more time on this subject. Um, All right. And uh, here it is. And, oh, you got so much going for you going right. But I know at 17, it's hard to see past Friday night. Tonight's the bonfire rally, but you're staying home instead. Because if you fail algebra, mom and dad will kill you dead. But trust me, you'll squeak by and get a C, and you're still around to write this letter to me. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Brad, it's, it's, got, it, it's honestly got to be the worst song in the history of songs. Okay, Craig, if you could write a letter to me... <laughs> Not to me, not to but me. to you. Not to me, but to me. <laughs> what would you not, say yeah. in that letter? I, I honestly wouldn't say anything. The, the, it's, the, the wor it's the worst concept for a song. Well, I mean, first of all, first, first things first, I would have to prove to me that it's me. So I'd let myself know that there's a can of skull in the closet. <laughs> and, and possibly a Playboy in, the, uh, in my old Super Nintendo box. <laughs> <laughs> which spo 
I'm revealing a lot, but that was my porn hiding place when I was a kid. <laughs> my Super Nintendo box. His Super Nintendo box. Very sneaky. Mama no one, no one will ever there. look there. Yeah, I hope my mom. It's the, yeah. There's there's a decent amount of uh, porn still in that box. I would mm. say your mom is an avid podcast listener, wouldn't you say? Yeah, probably. Yeah. yeah. I got real creative uh, once when I was little. Um, I had a empty jar, like a peanut butter jar. Mm-hmm. And I, I took a few. I took a few pictures. Uh, oh, Matt, Matt just did the look around the room to make sure his mom's not there. <laughs> <laughs> you, gotta, you, you could never be too safe. Okay, anyway, yeah, I peanut took, butter jar. I had them in the jar, and then I was like, well, You had, had what in the jar? I like we uh we'd gone to like a birthday party and, and this guy, this kid showed up and he was just like all right guys I got it and he breaks out like two or three like different playboys yeah and we all just kind of like took our turns like just peeking at him and stuff we didn't like take it to the bathroom or anything like that but uh, by the end of the night he somehow decided that he was gonna let everybody like have like a we could tear a picture out of the playboy <laughs> <laughs> so. I remember taking like a like one or two pictures, and then I was just like, when I got home, I, I kept thinking, where the hell am I going to hide this? So I devised this idea to put it in a jar, and I like taped up the jar to where you couldn't see in it, and then I hid the jar in a floor vent. I pulled the vent up and I stuck it down the vent. Yeah, tube. yeah. Well, no joke, no joke. Like, oh my gosh, it had to have been like a couple months down the road. Nothing. Like, I mean, I never forgot it was in there but one day I came into my room and my mom was like rearranging furniture and I'll never forget I looked down and I saw the jar had like been pulled out and I was like how in the <laughs> hell because <laughs> your room smelled like peanut butter <laughs> that's, that's probably it so I immediately I immediately grabbed it and I just like took off like she wasn't in the room at that time and I was like Hopefully she never opened the jar, but even if she did, she never said anything to me. She was never, she was never the type that she would just, you know, confront me about that. She'd just be like, "Well, I'm just gonna pretend I never saw this." <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking great. So then I took it out in the yard and I buried it. Did you really? Yeah. Is, is it in the yard now? It's still in the yard. Do you know where it what? is? What? Yeah. We are digging uh, that. Up. <laughs> oh, this is great. We are digging that up. I have to see these titties. <laughs> Please wait for me to come there. We are going to okay. do it. We are right. going to so dig this job. If y'all, if, if y'all could remind me when you come in town. How well, deep is it? It's not that deep. It's like Do you think it's still there? Oh, yeah, I guarantee it's there. Unless <laughs> when they did all these trees, like they dug it up, which I don't think they did. Wouldn't that be great if a bunch of workers just found a peanut butter jar in the yard and they were just like, what's in here? Fucking jackpot. <laughs> it's weird, though. Like, I like I left it underground for, like, a couple years. And then, like, I went back to check on it because I was like, oh, man, you know, I, I it was like a time capsule. I was like, oh, I'm going to go pull the time capsule. And I remember digging it up and then I opened it and, like, the paper, like, magazine pages, like, underground like in the cold and wet, like it kind of, it, it gets a little mildewy and stuff. So it may not be like pristine pictures, but. As long as I can still make out a nipple, that's all I need. All right. We are digging that up. I just have to say just a few, few words about country music. Go ahead. Stop. Cold beer. Yeah. Painted on jeans. Painted on jeans, yeah. Moonlight. Moonlight down by the river. Uh, jacked up truck. Jacked up trucks. Oh, and always, and this is an important one. 
because there was a video that was released not too long ago that was like a compilation of all the country music tropes in like 2013. <laughs> and the one that they didn't mention that I notice in probably three quarters of the country songs I listen to is there's always um, a former country artist or a southern rock band name dropped. That's true. It's it's always like put on some Waylon or some shit about Merle or <laughs> Skinner or some Hank or some Marshall Tucker. There's always something about a country artist or Southern rock that's name dropped in country uh, country songs. That's right. This should have led into a song. Clearly, uh, is there a country song about New York? I'm sure, I'm sure there is. Well, by the way, Patrick, there's no shortage of country songs. That are my biggest gripe with country songs is they're so patronizing. Like every country song features some sort of, you know, oh, this is the way we do it down south, and them Yankees don't understand. There's always some line along those lines. It's it's really frustrating. I have breaking news, podcast listeners. This is a what's that? Breaking news. Taylor Newman just tweeted at Waffnots. Fuck yeah! What is it? And it actually pertains to our last segment, in a way. Oh, this is exciting. Just Power? rode in Jason Aldean's limo. So cool. I love Nashville. <laughs> <laughs> Let's uh, all try to get a grip. Let's what put the happened? P... Yeah, how did this happen? Taylor Newman, okay, he's in Nashville. He just got a great new job. He's up there. Doing some Wait, training. Dude, he he's a, a limo driver? He got a job? Yeah, he's working for Verizon <laughs> Wireless. Oh, yeah. No, I knew that. Yeah, so he just now rode in Jason Aldean's limo. Why? <laughs> I don't know. This is a story it. we can get on the next episode of the podcast. Maybe we can get Waffnots I'd rather. I'd rather get it right now. For an exclusive story. Why did he go to New uh, Nashville? He's training again? up there. For his limo driving position? No, for Verizon. I thought it was like a treat. Like, they were just like, here, we'll let you ride in Jason Aldean's limo. It could be. I did see his tweet that he was out of town and all his friends were in town. Yes, he did tweet that. Couldn't hang out with him. Where's he working at again? Verizon. <laughs> Verizon. Sorry. This is going to sound great when we listen to this. And Matt asked that question three minutes after it was said. Tampa. <laughs> <laughs> Tampa. Florida. Yep. Yeah. Any word from Taylor? Uh, no. No word from Taylor. In that case, tune in next time on the podcast to hear the conclusion to Taylor Newman's exciting story that started with him in the back of Jason Aldean's limo. That's right. And we will be live from Atlanta, Georgia on the next podcast from our new studio that you will name on Twitter using hashtag podcast studio. Yeah, get on it. Matt, any last words? Uh, I'm just gonna say that you know we're glad to we're glad we're gonna get you back in the south, but uh, you know we uh, it's it's been bittersweet. So come on home, buddy. I'm coming home. <laughs> Tell the world that I'm coming home, Doctor Kenny. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm thinking of planning a New York trip here in a couple months. Yeah, yeah, you should. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's going to be pretty exciting. Yeah. yeah, this has been the 67th episode of the podcast. Good night, everybody. Night, Mighty.